Welcome to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys looking to model positive Christian leadership in our work, families, church, and communities. Want to discover ways to apply scripture effectively in everyday life? Tired of the pat answers in Sunday school? Then settle in for a gritty, authentic, and unexpectedly funny Christian podcast. And now, No Church Answers. And welcome, everyone, to No Church Answers. No, your podcast download settings are still fine. It's a big week here because we are formally introducing our new name. You know, we're still the same regular guys from Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. But if you've been tuning into our last few podcasts, you might have noticed we've started to rebrand the podcast to match our TV show, which ended its first run of 26 episodes in July. Um we're a Christian podcast for men. We believe that all men are leaders in their families, workplace, church, and community. And we believe biblical scripture is a priceless guide to becoming uh, better men. You know, leaders who are strong, competent, caring, and who can model living uh, in the spirit. We also believe our title, No Church Answers, better encapsulate what we try to do on this podcast you know um i know the professor mr robert koshu is eager to talk about this so uh trainer robert what do we mean by uh, no church answers so thanks bill uh, yeah so we've talked about this a couple of times on our previous podcast we actually have a blog post explaining it and I think we talk about it on one of our TV shows. So go to YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel. Watch our TV shows. Go to our website, www.nochurchanswers.com, capital N, capital C, capital A, and read our blog. But I'll give you a quick summation just so you don't have to do all that. So in essence, and this really came about because I teach in our youth department upstairs here on third floor at Sugarland Baptist Church, our home church, and been doing it for a lot of years. And... I always tell our seventh graders that they're not allowed to give me a church answer. They're not allowed to look at me and go, because Jesus loves you. No. And and is a church I'll pray for you. Yeah, 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 that's another one that drives me crazy. Um, Church answers are right answers. If it is scriptural, if it is based in scripture, it is a correct answer. But what we mean by this is this, and, and this is how I tell the seventh graders. If you grew up in church, you're in seventh grade now. You are becoming young men. I teach boys. It is time for you to take those stories of your faith. Jonah and the whale. Zacchaeus was a wee little man. A wee little man was he. Lazarus. It's time to take those stories and start making them your stories. So how do you live your faith out? How do you explain your faith day in, day out to individuals because the one story, Pastor Scotty, our youth pastor, actually said that, and I'm stealing it from him, so I'm giving him credit, but he says if, if you tell someone my faith experience is, they cannot argue with that because that is your faith experience. How do you build that faith experience? By going beyond that simplistic, I'll pray for you, Jesus loves you, and really deep dive into what is scripture actually saying and we're studying the best book in the universe for that bill right now because we're studying a book that where it's nothing but what the heck god (laughs) in the book of job and so i think what a more appropriate book for us to be changing our name throughout than the book of job 
So back to you. And excellent. This is definitely no church answers. And what I really enjoy about this group is that uh, we dive deep into spiritual matters and and things that are just important to the very core of of a christian man so and with that i'm going to go ahead and introduce the panel at this time he is a former world-class policy writer a current professional gambler and the producer of the show mr steve titch yes hey Hey, our own our own gambler that's right that's right and and the guy that would throw the book at him, uh, former <laughs> prosecutor, <laughs> Every current, That's current right. attorney, kind of the group historian, we call him the judge. It is Michael Cropper. Yeah. Mike. Hey, guys. And you heard from him earlier. I'm not going to let him talk again, but I do want to introduce no, him. No he's, a big, he's a big deal in talent development, and uh, he's a great guy. Also, uh, Professor Robert Koshu. All right, Robert. And my name is Bill Cox, and uh, I was going to say, basically, I'm a contractor. I am a contractor helping my wife, but I did get fired from my job this last week, so I'm not actually working at that place anymore. So, um, and just kind of a uh, the host and a uh, a writer, indie filmmaker, and writer that kind of thing. And with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, get into Job and have uh, Mike uh, talk about what, what happened previously. Yeah, we're not going into the whole history this week's folks. We're saving that for next week. But uh, I will tell you this. Uh, t- tonight we're covering Job chapters 33 through 37. A new person is introduced into the, uh, into the podcast. But just prior to that, uh, Job speaks on 20, from chapters 26 to 31. So I'm just going to highlight those just briefly for you because we won't be covering those. Um, and you remember, of course, Job has been through a, a lot of humiliating things, a lot of suffering, a lot of uh, embarrassment, and it, it, but he not without humor, which is good in oh, a little yeah. bit here, yeah. <laughs> right? It you helps. See a little bit. It helps, yeah, yeah, you you got to do you that know. when you don't have anything else. You got to have yeah. humor, right, Bill? Yeah. Um, anyway, in Job twenty six, uh, Bill Dad has been telling him how great God is and how awesome He is and how Job is wrong about everything, like the other two friends, and and and. Uh, and Job, and I'm, folks, I'm going to paraphrase this. You can look it up, Job 26, the first through, through a few verses. He says, Job tells Bill's dad, Bill dad, way to go, Einstein. Yeah. Everybody knows those <laughs> yeah. things you're telling me. God is awesome, and his glory is displayed throughout the heavens. How you have helped the helpless, me, yeah, by telling right. me what I already knew. Okay, in Job 27, Job is angry. He's very angry at his friends, and he calls them out. He calls them his enemies, even though he does not state that they have sinned. And he infers that they will not find joy in God, nor will God hear them, uh, like the fate of the wicked. And this is very ironical. I think Steve mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. He says, uh, um, God tells at the end of Job, he tells his three friends that they have to go to Job. And he has to pray for them to make them right again with him. Anyway, that was verse 10 where he refers, uh, he infers that they will not find joy in God, nor will God hear them. Verse 10 in chapter uh, 27. Okay, Job 28. Job continues his search to figure out why he's suffering because he believes he is righteous. And he realizes that only God possesses the knowledge he is looking for. And he, uh, him representing man, cannot purchase that knowledge anywhere, even with gold or silver. And Job tells us that no one can find wisdom and understanding except 
through God. That's Job 28, verse 23. And he concludes with the famous statement you've all heard, uh, the fear of the Lord is wisdom, and to shun evil is understanding. That's verse 28. Then we go to Job 29, and Job reminisces about the happy events of his past as a magistrate, a father, an elder, a teacher. And he says, oh, oh, that God would treat me like he used to treat me, verses 4 and 5. And then Job rehearses the joy he had when he helped the poor, the orphans, the widows, verses 12 through 14. And he said, the young and the old revered me. They would listen to what I said. The old would stand up for me when I entered the square, and the young would close their mouth and not say anything. That's verse 21. Now, we can look at Job 30. Job is desecrated. He says, God has made him lower than the scum of the earth. He says, Job repeats his dark mental and physical state that he is now in, and he says, I'm reduced to dust and ashes. Finally, uh, Job's last part that he talks about before we go into the next section is Job continues in chapter 31 with an arduous discourse on all the things he has not done to deserve God's wrath, which has always, always been reserved for the wicked. And he asks, so what good was it for me to keep my mind pure, to keep my hands clean, to not keep my mind from lusting after women, or worshipeth? worshiping the sun or worshiping gold or other riches. And he says, God, no one has slept in the street and I have not hidden a sin in my heart. So today's text comes from Job again, as I mentioned, 32 to 37. In this text, we meet another acquaintance who has not participated in the former discussions with Job. He has quite a bit of criticism for Job and he's quite vocal in praising his own virtues and his own thoughts, which he believes God has given to him and instilled in his mind. Tonight, you're in for an amusing discussion when we look at Job's final cynic. Bill? Uh, interesting. Uh, let's get to uh, producer Steve Titch and uh, get an idea of what we're skipping. Yeah, well, he summed, Mike summed it up pretty well. A couple of things on that chapter 28 with the, the soliloquy on wisdom. There's sure. something very symbolic that happens in that. Because a lot of the imagery is a lot of the imagery is Job first of all searching for wisdom, and he mm -hmm. talks about searching for wisdom in the mines, like it going down into the mines and mining silver and gold. Mm -hmm. Throughout the book, where has Job placed himself? Down in the darkness. Mm. Now, kind of almost, almost in you know, even though he doesn't know it, he's pulling these. This experience in the darkness may yet yield some gems for him. And though, and, and the, the ironic thing about verse 28, where he says the, wis the, 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 um, the, the, the wisdom is, is fear, fear of Lord. God and fear of the yeah, Lord. Yeah. Well, he, he's kind of saying, I can't find wisdom anywhere. And then he comes out with this gem. <laughs> so he's, it is, it is, it's, it's, Job is growing here, even though he may not realize it. Um, yeah. And so we come, but then we come to El Elihu, I guess we pronounce it, who's, Elihu, um, Elihu. who is, uh, yeah, as you said, we, we, he's never, he's never mentioned. He isn't mentioned in the prologue. He isn't mentioned when the fr three friends come along. Um, there's, there's some scholars think, think this section was added maybe to kind of temper or somehow resolve the, the dispute 
uh, Job and his friends mm. have, which we tried to bring to life in our, our podcast that dropped two weeks ago. So go check it out. We had a real a lot of fun with that. Um, unfortunately, the section doesn't do really. Elihu does not do a very good job at reconciling the debate. We'll talk about it. He may, he may there, there, there are a couple of schools of thought on this, and, and maybe we'll, we'll debate it. We are, the author of the book we're using, Praise Him in the Storm, When Life Falls Apart, The Study of Job, the author believes that Elihu is a you know, exemplifies the wisdom of youth. Uh, I know that that I'm going to take that apart. Guys, I'm not going to say I'm the only one. I'm, I'm the only interpretation of this. But I think there are reasons to believe that, that Elihu is the uh, fellow in every group who feels it incumbent on him to defend God. He's the right. ignorance of you. Right. <laughs> the ignorance. Right. Right. You are. Right. <laughs> so, uh, so. Or in other words, pick your targets, uh, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> All right. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read. This is uh, Job 32. So these three men stopped answering Job because he was righteous in his own eyes. But Elihu, son of Barakel, the Buzzite of the family of Ram, became very angry with Job for justifying himself rather than God. He was also angry with the three friends because they had found no way to refute Job and yet had condemned him. Now Elihu had waited before speaking to Job because they were older than he. But when he saw that the three men had nothing more to say, his anger was aroused. So Elihu, son of Barakel, the Buzzite, said, I am young in years, and you are old. That is why I was fearful, not daring to tell you what I know. I thought age should speak, advanced years should teach wisdom, but it is the spirit in a person, the breath of the Almighty that gives them understanding. It is not only the old who are wise, not only the aged who understand what is right. Therefore, I say, listen to me. I will tell you what I know. I waited while you spoke. I listened to your reasoning. While you were searching for words, I gave you my full attention. But not one of you has proved Job wrong. None of you has answered his arguments. Do not say we have found wisdom. Let God, not a man, refute him. But Job has not marshaled his words against me. And I will not answer him with your arguments, for I am full of words, and the spirit within me compels me. Inside, I am like bottled up wine, like new wineskins ready to burst. But now, Job, listen to my words. Pay attention to everything I say. My words come from an upright heart. My lips sincerely speak what I know. The Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. Answer me then if you can. Stand up and argue your case before me. I am the same as you in God's sight. I too am a piece of clay. No fear of me should alarm you. No should my hand be heavy on you. Pay attention, Job, and listen to me. Be silent and I will speak. If you have anything to say, answer me. Speak up, for I want to vindicate you. But if not, then listen to me. Be silent, and I will teach you wisdom. 
if I could before because I'm I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I'm gonna slam this guy much later. <laughs> like I I I have a really good comparison I'm gonna use with him, but I am gonna say this. So in this speech, up until the very last verse, he is good. Okay, I mean he he's acknowledging, hey, I'm a piece of clay like you. I'm just like you. It's it's that last little sentence where he goes wrong. And and I want to and I, I'm pausing this because I do I teach you, been teaching youth for thirty something years, twenty something years at this church, and youth have great wisdom at times. Smart youth know to temper their wisdom when they experience someone who has wisdom and experience. If you don't, then you come off as an arrogant little child. In that mm-hmm. very last sentence, but if not, then listen to me. Be silent, and I will teach you wisdom, dude. You haven't, you don't even shave yet. Right. <laughs> you know where have you lived your life? And and I'm just going to leave it there and let the guys have fun now. <laughs> well, you know, I had kind of an experience um, that this Illahood should have had when I was in the Navy. I went to a leadership uh, training, and it was a colossal I'm, waste I'm of sorry. money. <laughs> it was a colossal waste of my time and money. The guy was terrible. No no question about it. And he gave us a um what what do you call it? A survey of it, a review of the class. And I and but it was going back to him and I was a personnelman and so I knew who was above him. And so I made the mistake of writing the review of the class and sending it above the chain of command one step <laughs> I found out about jumping chain of command which I'll never forget <laughs> my whole life my whole life and the thing about it is you may be right but you also need to find your time that that's a that and and that's what comes with experience absolutely that, that is the that and, and that's what I mean wisdom tempered with experience be- because you can get you know, I run across this a lot in the training world. The, these people graduate from college with instructional design, whatever, certifications and all that. And, and they come out and they think, well, I'm a trainer and I can go do this. Okay, maybe. But, but spend some time learning your craft. Because what you're doing is you're putting book stuff out, not real world stuff. And I think that's where the, the piece comes in here. And, and I think that... That, that's one reason I want to temper at the beginning and say, look, wisdom, there is some youth and wisdom and you need to listen to them. Like Job really needs to hear, hey, look, dude, I'm, I'm a piece of clay just like you and you shouldn't be afraid, you know, because, you know, God is God and all of that's good. It's that very last one that it is, mm-hmm. when I hear that, I just kind of go, oh, you're doing so good. And what's the phrase you're referring to? <laughs> Tell that us very, be silent and I will teach you wisdom. You know, it kind of reminds me of a saying my dad used to say, you know, I was I might have been born at night, but it wasn't last, last night. night. Yep. And you know what? There's a certain amount of respect that Job deserved for having traveled the journey that he had. The mountain was high that his life had climbed, and he had a excruciatingly quick and deep severe swift decline and to be able to endure that and merely survive i'm telling you 
my wife has cancer. I got fired from my job. All this stuff has happened in the last month. I'm telling you, there comes a time in a man's life when uh, stuff that you didn't even think of <laughs> a month ago. I, I'm, no, actually, what, six? Is it, it's been going on six weeks now. Two months ago, I, I wouldn't even be talking about this kind of stuff. And here now, it's the center of my life. And think about that. Job deserves a certain amount of respect from navigating that part of life. Elihud, awesome. You're great. You're a great orator. You're young. You'll have a lot of experiences. You know what? But you don't have them yet. And, and he hasn't even earned this. Um, you, you could say the, the friends are a little harsh. And, and sometimes they say idiotic things, but there's up their peers to Job, and Job gives what he gives what he gets, as you can tell. And and there's a there's a comfort there that you know you've experienced. Here comes Elihu, you know, watering the horses or camels, and yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. sitting on the side, and. Um, yeah, it's not. He he gives this long introduction of clearing his throat and all oh, this, 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 but he's going to he's going to really disrespect Job here yes. and and uh, yeah. and, and do it badly and not as we'll see. I, you know, you almost want to say, "Here's Job." Right. He he says this. You know, if not listen to be if not listen to me, be silent. I'll teach you wisdom. Job saying, well, here's a shovel, young man. Right. Start digging your hole. Right, right. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think the I camels think Joe, need water. I think he starts speaking. And in the last verse, he says in, what, 30, uh, 32, he says, for I, if I were skilled in flattery, he says, no, 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 pardon me, 20 and 21, he says, I must speak and find relief. i got to open my mouth and reply. And so he's saying, I'm angry and I must release my anger or I'll burst. I will not show any partiality, nor will I flatter anybody. He just spent the whole chapter flattering himself. Right. <laughs> right? Does a guy know what fla- not know what flattery means? And, uh, plus, and, and Anyway, it, I, I think it's, it's very funny. Bill, plus you, the anger is hit on him. I mean, he, he, claims to, he claims to speak for God. He claims to speak yes. from revelation uh, that I would know what's... Um, but the, the Spirit of God has made me. The breath of the Almighty gives me life. I mean, that's good stuff. But then he also says... But, but now, not Joe, Joe. Listen right? to my words. Pay attention to everything I say. Right. You know, it, it's one of those. He, like you said, Steve. He, you know, mm-hmm. he was angry. His anger was aroused. His, God and, speaks and through me, but you not. Cannot, you cannot. You cannot. You cannot see God. You cannot experience God. You cannot experience revelation being angry. Who, who can concentrate when they're angry? He's just feisty, getting ready. We to do, talk. and we say things yeah. we shouldn't say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, and with that, we're going to go ahead, and uh, this is No Church Answers, and we're going to take our first break. We'll be right back. This is Bill Cox, director of Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, just regular guys, thanking you, our listeners, for making us one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the Christian space. We are proud to announce that the regular guys have earned a video slot on Preach the Word TV Network, a Christian video streaming application with more than 50 million downloads worldwide. To finance our video production, we have launched a GoFundMe page to raise funds for our studio space and production team. 
Our program will be available on Roku, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. It will also air locally in Atlanta on Saturday mornings on WYGA channel 16.5. To make a tax-deductible contribution and learn more details, please look us up on GoFundMe.com under Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men or donate directly through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. Thank you so much for your support. And now back to the fellas of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is formally Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast, but it is now No Church Answers, same as the TV show. So, And with that, we're, we're in Job, and I'm going to go ahead, and this is uh, from Job 34. Job says, I am innocent, but God denies me justice. Let's, let's be clear. Oh, this is okay. still Elihu talking. This is Elihu talking. Now Elihu's got his shovel. So everything he hears is he's, 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 he's actually putting words in Job's mouth. I, I, I didn't want to, I wanted to make clear from our audience that yeah. it was not Job yeah. saying this. Yeah. This is all Elihu. Right. <clears throat> Job says, I am innocent, but God denies me justice. Although I am right, I am considered a liar. Although I am guiltless, his arrow inflicts an incurable wound. Is there anyone like Job who drinks scorn like water? He keeps company with evildoers, his associates with the wicked. For he says there is no profit in trying to please God. Oh, that Job might be tested to the utmost for answering like a wicked man. To his sin, he adds rebellion, scornfully he claps his hands among us and multiplies his words against God. Then Elihu said, Do you think this is just? You say I am in the right, not God? Yet you ask him, What profit is it to me, and what do I gain by not sinning? People cry out under load of oppression. They plead for relief from the arm of the powerful. But no one says, Where is God, my maker, who gives us songs in the night, who teaches us more than he teaches the beasts of the earth and makes us wiser than the birds of the sky? He does not answer when people cry out because of the arrogance of the wicked. Indeed, God does not listen to their empty plea, and the Almighty pays no attention to it. How much less, then, will he listen when you say that you do not see him, that your case is before him, and you must wait for him, and further, that his anger never punishes, and he does not take the least notice of wickedness. So Job opens his mouth with empty talk. Without knowledge, he multiplies words. You know who he reminds me of? (laughs) He reminds me of a college graduate who is complaining that I just graduated college with my degree in social work, and I'm and I'm not making two hundred thousand dollars a year, and I don't have a three three hundred fifty thousand dollar house and a brand new Mercedes, and I can't afford to go eat my avocado toast every day and get my Starbucks on the way to work, you know. And it's like, oh my God, you mean I've got to work and I've got to get up and I've got to do stuff, it, you know? It's like Elihu to me reminds me of an entitled little brat. <laughs> you know, yeah. I told you I'm, I'm, you know, yeah. and I thought I thought I was going to tear him. But but he he really does, and and it's worse because what he really reminds me of is the people who have gone to church their entire life and have 
never develop their faith, but then the minute something goes wrong, oh, well, he's a sinner, and and Mm -hmm. I just know he's been doing, you know, how does a lion know all this about Job? And you well, know, that this is this is the, yeah. oh, that's this that's is the problem. But also, this is really where he's going. Or I think he's going off the deep end because yeah. he's doubling down on ways what the friends said. Um, Job, Job has asked God for a hearing. He he has he has come out and and said and and the friends have constantly said no no the good are rewarded ultimately the bad are are swept away. And Job vehemently argues, says, look around, look at that king tyrant over there. He hasn't been swept away yet. He, he goes down a whole list of, of, this, of, of the evil people who thrive in this world. And Elihu doesn't want to hear it. He, he basically says, Job, you're, you're doing wrong just by bringing this up. <laughs> Just by saying yeah. this, yeah. you are going to offend God. You're in rebellion, and that's unfortunately, Robert. That's that's how some people read Job. So no, this is, no, it this is. is, it is oh, it Job is. has no right. Job is Job is 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 attacking God by bringing these things up no. when he is simply saying, "Okay, what's the real picture here?" You, I understand what you're saying. I know what Scripture says. You're quoting it, but. And 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 Eli, who gets very first of all, just like today, he gets offended. Yeah, <laughs> he it, gets it, offended. It, yeah, you, you notice where I went with that. <laughs> but 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 it, but it's one of those. And and Mike, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like my my opinion when I read this, I just read it has has someone who he hadn't developed his faith, mm-hmm. and so he's falling back on the play. Mm-hmm. He's falling back on church answers for mm-hmm. Joe. And he's not really talking about what really happened to Job, why it happened to Job. And, and Steve, you're right. There are lots of people that read Job with, well, Job is just a book of why we shouldn't question God. No, Job is the book that tells us, hey, it's okay to sit down and go, yo, God, hello, exp- explanation, please. And, and, hey, guess what? The Bible never tells us that God explained to Job mm-hmm. at the end what happened. He just well, restored Job mm-hmm. at the end, but he didn't say, oh, yeah, yeah, by the way, <laughs> I had this angel, and he was walking around. He mm-hmm. saw you, and yeah. he wanted to test you, and I said, sure, whatever. <laughs> he didn't give him all that. He just restored him. So the, 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 to me, the lesson is, hey, you can question God. Don't rely on standard church pithy answers. Mm-hmm. Because that's all Elihu gives him at the end. At the end of the day, all Elihu is giving him is, well, you know, no one says, where is God my maker who gives us song of the night, who teaches us more than he teaches the beasts of the earth and makes us wiser than the birds in the sky. Of yeah, course okay, people whatever. Answer, that's, that, you see, that's just even wrong. They, they, the friends at least had some scriptural basis, especially yeah. elephants. Yeah. The Psalms, people are, where's God? Where, you know, the, the Psalms, the, there, there are loads of places in the Bible where, where heroic, heroic, faithful men and women are asking that question. And, and, and here he is. Yeah, I, he, he doesn't know his scripture. Yeah. Mike, does this remind you of any... Yes. any criminals you've heard on the stand and they're like well but 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 <laughs> well yeah I, I remember pastor uh at sugar creek baptist he says he says he stepped before a congregation one day and he says uh he says folks 
I had to, I had to confess and repent before God. And, and, and of course, it, the, the congregation says, looks at him and says, what, what are you talking about? He says, well, an officer pulled me over and I was speeding. And, and he says, and I asked the officer, didn't you see all those other people that passed me? <laughs> right? Isn't that what we tend to do, right? <laughs> right? So, I, that, that's a perfect illustration of us when we get caught doing something. We're not supposed to be doing it if we're driving. And then we say, what about all the other people? Look, I'm going 80, but he's going 100. Yes, Why didn't, didn't you catch him? Why didn't, didn't see him? Your radar picked him up. That's right. Once again, I think a lot. Elihu, y'all call him Elihu. Uh, he says so many things that are amused to me. He says, <laughs> he says uh, my, my words come straight from an upright heart. My, my lips are sincere. What I know... And so he's inferring, Job, your heart is not pure. Mm-hmm. Your lips are not sincere. Uh, he says, he gives me, um, he says, answer me. Going back to what we stated earlier, answer me if you can. Stand up and argue your case before me. I'm going to judge you. God, God is working through me, so I'm going to judge you like I am God. There are all sorts of things that I just, I think are hilarious, which you guys are referring to the practical sense of, the, of Job. Yes, how does it affect our everyday lives? Well, we'll go back to what Stephen, the guy, said, folks, at the first of Job. Job is all about a man who is righteous with God, and he's tormented, and he goes through suffering. And the question here is, do the righteous actually suffer, right? And if so, why? And that's what Job is looking for, the whole thing. He doesn't know it's Satan behind this attack, and he's going... Why am I going through this? And he's really searching for the answer. Like you mm-hmm. said, Stephen, in what uh, chapter 29, when he says, I've looked through gold mines, I've looked through silver mines, I've looked everywhere on the earth, and I cannot understand what's going on here. So where do I find the knowledge that God has? Because God has the wisdom, the knowledge that knows why I'm going through this. And so uh, uh, Elihu is just, ju- just to me hilarious, he, uh, especially in, in chapter 33. <laughs> Uh, he says, and he even infers, he says, um, and yet if there is an angel at their side, a messenger, one out of a thousand sent to tell them how to be upright. So he's inferring, I'm him. I'm the angel sent from God to set you straight, Job, and, and, and to tell you to repent and then everything will go great. But that's but all he, Job needs at this yeah, point, another yeah. angel well, and, from and, God. And, and, by the yeah. way, <laughs> and don't you know when he starts speaking, Job goes, oh, no, I've got one of those. You never hear Job speak or interrupt him well, or anything. And, and if you ever have to start with anybody in argument by justifying yourself, <laughs> You're in trouble. You're probably, absolutely right. You're probably not qualified. Uh, and with that, we're going to go ahead and take a second break. This is No Church Answers. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders. Are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is 
podcast number 263. You might have tuned in to Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast, but this is No Church Answers. Same bunch of fellas, Christian roundtable discussion, specifically designed for men, but we know women out there listen anyway, but it's all good. And with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, let me uh, put it over to Steve Titch to set up uh, the next section. Okay, well, uh, yeah. There's a little bit of a shift then in in uh, Elihu's speech. He he has pretty much uh, yelled at Job and been rather a a windbag, a young windbag. And um, but he he does segue into now kind of you might see it as kind of the introduction of God because God is going to make his appearance right after Elihu finishes. And if if you if you want to argue that Elihu was added at some point, it would have been still in antiquity time. We're not talking about something in the in the tenth century or something like that. The the prior it was if it was added, it was added right around the exile. Yes, yes. So, it was kind so, of the thought. So, so um yeah. but I and I'm gonna I'm gonna simply say we've gotta take it as 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 integral to the whole one way or another because um and maybe a little later I'll, I'll, I'll address that, but I do want to address the point that here, here Elihu kind of serves as the introduction to God. Well, uh, let's, let's do it, and I'll, and I'll kind of talk about my thoughts on, on, on where this fits in, in the work overall. All right, Job 36, Elihu continued. Bear with me a little longer, and I will show you that there is more to be said in God's behalf. I get my knowledge from afar. I will ascribe justice to my maker. Be assured that my words are not false. One who has perfect knowledge is with you. God is almighty, but despises no one. He is mighty and firm in his purpose. He does not keep the wicked alive, but gives the afflicted their rights. He does not take his eyes off the righteous. He enthrones them with kings and exalts them forever. How great is God? Beyond our understanding. The number of his years is past finding out. He draws up the drops of water, which distills as rain to the stream. The clouds pour down their moisture, and abundant showers fall on mankind. Who can understand how he spreads out the clouds, how he thunders from his pavilion? See how he scatters his lightning about him bathing the depths of the sea this is the way he governs the nations and provides food in abundance he fills his hand with lightning and commands it to strike its mark his thunder announces the coming storm even the cattle make known its approach the animals take cover they remain in their dens the tempest comes out of its chamber the cold from the driving winds the breath of god produces ice and the broad waters become frozen. He loads the clouds with moisture. He scatters his lightning through them. At his direction, they swirl around over the face of the whole earth to do whatever he commands them. He brings the clouds to punish people or to water his earth and show his love. Listen to this, Job. Stop and consider God's wonders. Do you know how God controls the clouds and makes his lightning flash? Do you know how the clouds hang poised, those wonders of him who has perfect knowledge? Out of the north, he comes in golden splendor. God comes in awesome majesty. 
The Almighty is beyond our reach and exalted in power. In his justice and great righteousness, he does not oppress. Therefore, people revere him. For does he not have regard for all the wise in heart? So if, if, I, can, if I can follow up, it's... Um, this is coming right before God appears, and God is going to deal with some of the same things. His language is much better in terms of poetic, which, which could indicate that the author, the original author was deliberately making Elihu sound a little less uh, dazzling than God himself will sound, or it simply might indicate that it was not an author that was not as good as the original. But one way or another, what, whether it was intended or not, the... Elihu's section invites you to compare him, Elihu, the, the, the would-be spokesman for God, with the revelation that comes from God himself directly afterwards. And I think in some ways it's deliberate. Way back in, in I think it's chapter 33, Elihu outright says, I will question you and you will answer me. Elihu, that's something God says. <laughs> Elihu kind of foreshadows that. And again, he claims to speak from Revelation, but we get the, the entire, we get, we get a much, we get a much even more, more robust, more dimensional picture from God when, when God shows up. Um, but this does kind of like have the feeling of a drum roll. <laughs> and, you know, oh, you're, you've been on stage before. You know, the guy, the, 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 the act that kind of introduces the, <laughs> the headliner. The opening act. The opener, yeah. The opener. He's, right. he's, he's uh, Elihu's opening for God. <laughs> Right. I, I think he's running out of things. To, I'm sorry, Rob. I think he. I think he's running out of things to say. He's struggling, and he starts bringing in the thunderstorms, the lightning, and how God talks, and how great the sun is, and when it appears, it's like God. You can imagine that that's God appearing in in, in the big yellow ball, and and I I think he's starting to str struggle for things uh -huh. to say to make his point. It kind of reminds me of uh, a guy, two guys challenging each other to a race. And then getting into the starting line and not really deciding the distance. Elihu is talking to Job as from his vast experience from a sprint. Whereas Job had already been through a, a grueling marathon. So it's almost as if uh, Elihu... And, and understand this, and this is not necessarily just age-dependent, but it certainly is experience-dependent. When someone starts recanting their uh, two minutes' worth of experience and you've had two years uh, doing the same thing, um, their, their depth of knowledge is rather shallow, and they run out of things to say. And it's almost as if Elihud was promising Job a destination early on and then he kind of backtracks towards the end. Oh, no, I'm not the destination. I'm just a, a hallway and a doorway to kind of get you, get you going, you know. Um, and, and I think that's, that's just part of uh, what we take from this particular study. On Elihu just got uh, over his skis a little bit. <laughs> I, I'm going to go backwards on Elihu. So the end of it, I agree. He, he is setting God up, for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. 
I, I setting the stage. Yeah. The stage, yeah, right. There you go. There I you agree go. with that. At the beginning, though, and I'm just going to say this. Anytime somebody starts out with, let me speak for God, run. <laughs> run. <laughs> run quickly. Easy. Run yeah. fast. <laughs> Head the other direction. Be, be, because, and, and Elihu is there, I think, to teach us a couple of lessons. And I do think one of the lessons is, is youth have wisdom, but, but sometimes that wisdom needs to be tempered with experience. I also think part of his, his purpose is to let people know, hey, look, people are going to come up and throw platitudes at you, and they're going to claim to speak for me. Oh, and then, by the way, I'm going to show up and prove him wrong. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and it, th- there's a huge segment of American Christianity today that really wants to speak for God. And they are literally, they're the reason the evangelicals exist. <laughs> you know, because they have come out and spoke for God and honestly destroyed the witness to everybody because they've done more harm they're the if, if you listen back to several of our early early no church answers podcasts where we're talking about work and life there, there's talk of the of the sunday joe and the monday joe and sunday joe is the deacon that shows up at church gives tithes you know teaches sunday school with his wife the monday joe by the way they're the same joe shows up to work on monday yells at his secretary because his schedule screwed up brings someone in yells and screams at him runs out then oh by the way finds out his co-worker did something steals that co-worker's work presents it as his own and then in the process of getting his next promotion runs over five people under him mm-hmm. you know that's scumbaggery yeah yeah case, well but, but the thing is <laughs> if you don't adapt and you don't question your faith and get to the point where you take those church answers and make them no church answers because you're taking your answers your story and you're taking those stories and making them your story then you're not really interacting with your faith Elihu is stuck in I read all this so that must be what it is <laughs> and, and, and that's where he's stuck and I think that's a purpose and that's something as men we need to sit and listen to and we need to understand I will say, in, in a way, Elihu did say a couple of things I think that are wise. He probably did accidentally. <laughs> but, but, but he. You don't uh, have to hedge. He, he said. You can be a, a counselor for health. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I, maybe I said some wise things accidentally, too. You never know. But but the, the point is, he did tell Job at the first, he says, uh, he says, you can't find God. You want to challenge him, and you want him to speak to you. And, 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 and Job, he is speaking to you. He's speaking to you through your suffering, and we often don't see that. And I thought that was, that was one of the wise statements that Elihu said. God often speaks to us as men in our jobs, in our family, and sometimes we just don't recognize it. Sometimes our children, like you said, guys, once in a while our children will say something that's just just awesome or that is, is speaking for God they may say it quietly and Bill you shared that with us a few times when mm-hmm. you talked with Andrew your son 
But the, the point is, Elihu did say something that is correct, and, and that's very simply. God sometimes speaks to us, and we don't perceive it. And he was telling Job, in your suffering, he's speaking to you. He doesn't know that God's going to tell him at the end what it's all about. And that's simply, I've got a lot of wisdom to present to you. And I think um, when you are sharing um, with each other, you need to do an equal amount of caring with each other. Um, Merely uh, criticizing or trying to fix a person or tell them what God has for them uh, or did to them, um, if you don't care, a pretty good chance you're wasting your breath. But if you're sharing that because you care, then you certainly actually might have some kind of impact uh, on that person. You mean you show, if you show up and spout a bunch of God's platitudes at somebody that's, a, that's hurting, they're going to look at you like you're, they're crazy? Really? Yeah, or are hungry and you tell them, give them a sermon but not a sandwich? Yeah, yeah, yeah they're going to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it, I, it, yeah. It's you have to, you, you have to follow Jesus' example. You know, everybody's like, well, Jesus is love. Yes, he was. He met people where they were. Woman at the well is one of my favorite stories because the woman at the well, he just kind of like, give me a drink. And she's like, well, you're a Jew. Why are you asking me this? And Jesus is then like, well, why are you here in the middle of the day? Where's your husband? And she goes, oh, I don't have a husband. And Jesus, oh, you're right. You don't have a husband. You've had four. And the one you're with now, he's not your husband either, is he? And, and she's like, oh, you're a prophet. And he tells her, you know, you're forgiven, but then he feel, follows it up with go and sin no more. He got to know her relationally before he started preaching to her. Right. And he finished it at the end with an actual, hey, look, you know, and the same thing with, you know, the man, the man healed of leprosy where he walked, carried his mat, mm-hmm. you know, or the woman caught in adultery, you know, which is also one of my other favorite stories because, and, and by the way, if you're not supposed to question God, I'm going to be really sorry when I go to God and say, I'm sorry, but I got to, what the heck were you writing in the sand? At the <laughs> I really wow. got to know because it really drives me crazy. But, wow. but, it, but it's one of those things where you have to understand, we have to deal with people relationally. We can't do the Elihu, Elihu thing here and show up and spout a bunch of platitudes at them and then expect them to come to some miraculous conversion that's going to change their life and all that while you know like bill said they're hungry they're hurting they're depressed they're dealing with stuff you know that's what's important excellent and with that we're gonna we're getting down to the end of this particular podcast number 263 but number one of no church answers and uh gonna start out with uh the judge uh take away from this particular podcast I can't find my, here it is. No, nice. <laughs> uh, folks, I mean, this is very practical what I'm going to say to you. And the guys have talked about this and mentioned this earlier. Uh, in, your, in your life today, as a man, whether it's in your family, at job, or wherever you are, uh, practical statements. Do not be quick. Do not be too quick to speak if someone provokes you. Do not speak when you are angry. Steve was very blunt with it. Pardon me. He was very good with this. He made this very clear. Uh, Do not tell people how intelligent you are. They will know that when you speak, right? 
If someone has, and by the way, Robert, I think said this, if someone has to tell you they're intelligent, folks, they're probably not very intelligent. Anyway, <laughs> do not speak for another person. Do not give another person's opinion. Do not give someone else's opinion, especially God's, as Elihu did. Do not be quick to judge another person until you stand in their shoes. This goes for all three men and Elihu as well. The three friends of Elihu and all criticized Job, although they did not know Job's, number one, his heart, nor had they experienced the gut-wrenching torture and suffering that Job had been through. And then refine your explanation also. And Job is guilty of this as well. Do not use a thousand words to say what you can say in 100. Okay. In other words, do not keep talking after you have made your point. Stop. You're likely to put your foot in your mouth. Right? And, and you may get careless and say something that you did not mean to say, like Job. Excellent uh, takeaway from you, uh, Professor. You have to temper wisdom with experience and look at it in the real world and don't rely on those platitudes go go dig around and find out what your faith really means and make it your story i mean that that really that that's the reason i teach youth that's the reason i do the podcast is i want to encourage people to go go make your faith your literally make it your faith by engaging it and trying to live it because when you do that, then you can really find what God has for you in your life. If you don't do that, then you're just following platitudes as you go through. Excellent. And uh, take away from you, producer Steve Titch. No, I'll go one better and say <coughs> wisdom requires experience. I think, yeah. I think just, yeah, we, we've talked about that. We have examples that that young man is wise beyond his years. But really, knowledge and experience is what yields wisdom. And you know, as as as, and that this comes right after an apparent soliloquy where Job, who's at least middle aged, says, "I I'm having trouble finding wisdom. Can anybody find wisdom?" And and Elihu unfortunately steps up and says, "Well, you know, I've I've got I happen to have my own personal stock share of, of wisdom, but I just graduated middle school." To be aware of, and 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 maybe we, you know, I, I if you tuned in and had different opinions we, we may have shook up your whole uh, uh, kind of your whole understanding of the book of Job these past few weeks we, we actually that's kind of one of the reasons we do what we do where we do not engage in platitudes so uh, certainly comment if you want but uh, to be wary of people who claim to have revelations especially if they're emotional mm -hmm. about it and and here very quite literally we get we get a a claim of revelation against the real thing. We get uh, Elihu's, which he's claiming, and any as as Mike said, he gets a little right. He's but he's not. We're going to be invited to compare his his statements about God with what God actually says. And well, that will come. That will come next week. I mean, uh, and I'm excited about that. Excellent. Uh, and with that, I mean, kind of the lessons that I take from this. Uh, and there's two ways to think about it. You can think about young as being young and chronological age, but it also can be young and experiences as well. 
And as you're engaging with people, you need to know your target. And if you're young in your experience or, you know, you need to, you need to at times check yourself and stay in your lane. But also, though, if you're old like me, there's times when you probably need to open up that window to listen to what you can from an Elihud that's, that's in your life. And the thing that, I mean, as we all uh, go through trials, and I certainly <laughs> have stuff that's on my plate that I never even imagined now. Um, if you're going to share with someone, make sure you care with that person as well so and with that thanks so much for tuning in on behalf of uh michael cropper robert koshu our producer mr steve titch my name is bill cox and i want to thank you so much for tuning in uh our new website is nochurchanswers.com of course we have a youtube channel a facebook page so i want to make sure that uh we encourage each and every one of you to join a local bible-based church why local so you'll go and participate and if you're still not going to church please tune in to the sugarland baptist stream which is on facebook it's also on youtube sugarlandbaptist.org starts at 9:45 on sundays join that local church why local so you'll go and find a small group of men to have discussions like this and if there isn't one start one this is no church answers You've been listening to No Church Answers, the weekly Christian podcast for men. Tell us what you think. Leave a comment or review. Want to know more about us? Then visit NoChurchAnswers.com and our Facebook page. Check out our video series on our YouTube channel. You can also become a patron of No Church Answers by visiting our Patreon page. No Church Answers is a production of Man Up Spiritual Oasis Media, which is solely responsible for its content. 